0: episode 20 of SiloCast for the season. i myself Ollie, and Glyn as normal. Um, How are you doing Glenn? I'm alright, I'm a
1: bit hungover from uh, the escapades of the Burton away performance yesterday and and, and the day out which uh, I'm sure a lot of town fans probably feeling the same way because there was a lot of us on the train Um, but we'll come to our, our trips to Burton Ollie. so yeah I'm, I'm doing alright I suppose. It's uh, it's almost Christmas, starting to get that feeling now so yeah it's all good.
0: Yeah it's good, football has been uh, a mixed one this week <laughs> so um yeah, first game of the week was um, Shrewsbury Town played um, um, Warsaw in the checker trade. Um, Shrewsbury Town won. Yep. Um was a lot more comfortable than the scoreline suggests. Um so yeah, town just, just absolutely dominated the game, and it was quite a good side from Warsaw as well. So that was quite surprising. I watched an eye follow. Um, I guess the things that fans might might be interested in is um, yeah is that um, Ricketts waved before and after the game, yeah. Um, and um, yeah he was yeah fairly smart in a jumper and coat and a shirt kind of combo. No tie. So, no tie, no tie, but no track suit combination, so <laughs> interesting there. Um, and other than that, the football was um, very, very good first half, bit of a sloppy goal to concede, but yeah, check a trade, uh, who cares? Yeah,
1: you watched it on i' didn't you? I mean, <clears throat> I'm not a big fan of the check I trade, did, and yeah. I'm still not going to those games. Um, but you know, it, 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 there is a bit more interest in that game than, than usual because it was the new manager's first game, yeah, view, it's isn't a few it was h- a
0: few hundred extra, wasn't there?
1: Um, but to, to the only thing, like my observation from it is obviously we've been waiting for this new manager to come in and see what's going to happen, and initially, you know, the Whole vibe from the club has been evolution, not revolution, hasn't it? He's going to just build on where we've been with what Coin and um, Ramsey had been doing, and so obviously we've seen that in the first two games, haven't we? we very obviously in the first league game yesterday. He didn't make any changes to what had been working before. Yeah. Obviously, Checker Trade made lots of changes, so very difficult to tell. And it's going to take a while for us to see him make sort of get his stamp on on the team, really, isn't it? But yeah, you, you sort of mentioned how he's dressed and stuff. But well, you know, what what sort of how did it seem like it came across on that on that Checker Trade game? Really, was he is he quite vocal? Was he? I don't know.
0: Yes, yeah, so, um, so Nathan who has been on the podcast. Um, was chatting to me. Yes, um, he um, was telling me that he's you know he was giving advice to players. He seemed quite calm. I mean, Ricketts has mentioned this quite a few times in interviews. I'm back to watching all the interviews again, Glenn. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he seems quite calm and he seems, yeah, kind of like, you know, that kind of modern manager, giving hits, hints and tips here. After the game, he was on the pitch, kind of like congratulating the players. He was he kept quite a lot of positive words for Haynes, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah. Um chatted to him for quite a while. But obviously it's early days for him. He's only been in, he hasn't been in place for a week at this point. Yeah. So he isn't going to go over the top. So that was interesting for him to see. And obviously a few interesting comments in the post-Burton game, but we'll, we'll discuss that when we get
1: to yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, before, before we go into that, Ollie, one of the things it's probably worth quickly talking about as well is that, you know, we recorded last Sunday before Ricketts was named manager. and We made an assumption. We made an assumption, <laughs> which is a fairly logical assumption, I think, based on what had gone on for, you know, uh, uh, happened at Wrexham and also the news that was coming out elsewhere. And... um you know so we we'd, we'd already run with the assumption he was gonna gonna join and uh, yeah that was good but obviously the, the thing that sort of happened between um, the Warsaw game and, and when he joined was his, was his first interviews I mean, you say you're back to watching interviews because um, Dol John has departed the club now and um, yeah you know the initial response to the way he comes across as, as you just briefly mentioned there is very professional very very considered um, you know you can look and see that the experience that he's had as a footballer behind what he's saying I think a lot of the time can't you he's clearly quite studied um, but also very very much like Paul Hurst in that his, his interviews are very, um, you know, he, he, he gives it a little bit away, but not as much as you probably yeah, think. You get something, be. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: you get something. You kind of get a reward for your investment. Yeah, you kind of listen to it, and yeah, I tweeted out. Feels um, a long time ago now since he's been here, and mm. I'm always so looking forward to the Burton game. That yeah, it was um, it was really good to kind of yeah have that kind of insight from him, and he was yeah talking about how um, um, how obviously he's got a great relationship with um, Danny Coyne and Eric Ramsey. Um, he was talking about, you know, how you know um, he expects, you know, he expects players to make mistakes, um, but what he expects is men- maximum physical and mental effort. Um, he's meant talking about how he's played in all five leagues, yep. which I wasn't actually aware of. Well, yeah. So he's played in all five levels and he's been to virtually all the stadiums, so he knows what needs to be successful. Um, he's thirty-seven, so he can relate to the players in terms of their age. Um, for me, he comes across as like that kind of modern manager with the recruitment of a performance coach. Um, and talking about you know viewing games and all that kind of stuff, you know watching games and reviewing it. Um, So that was quite interesting, and I guess one thing that might, your, I'm I'm sure you found quite interesting, was that Dave Edwards, um, him and Dave Edwards spoke about managing Shrewsbury when he was at Wolves. Interesting, yeah. Dave Edwards had a bit of a part to play in kind of him coming to the club.
1: Yeah, and we previously talked about the 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 fact that, um, you know, I think it was more than a rumour really that Dave Edwards had been to speak to our chairman because he is so well received by our football clubs chairman and and our fan base in general. That you know his weight, his weight, and his word does have a little bit of it. Um, and you know everyone's going to worry about and worry. Everyone's going to look forward to what might. potentially happen about Dave maybe coming back to, to do something on the pitch for this club and maybe down the line manage. You know, who knows what Dave Edwards is doing with his badges. I suspect that at some point he's gonna to start to think about doing them. But then he's also been doing a lot of media work, hasn't he, Edwards? So you're not sure whether he will go into coaching or into, into media really. It'd be interesting to see how that one plays out.
0: Yeah, definitely, and another interesting one as well is that he said he spent um, a week with Brendan Rodgers, yeah, um,
1: up at um, up at Celtic
0: in terms of coaching, and also asked for him for advice. So you know, he sounds like he's well connected, which is one of the things that we talked about last week. Um, and it's also interesting that he's you know he asks people for advice and listens, and and I think that's something that um, yeah, he's he's certainly alluded to with Ramsey and and Coyne, that he's going to you know kind of lean on them, and they're going to lean on each other as a management team. So and also Eric Ramsey looks like he's a first team coach as we heard yeah which we were saying so last week yeah. lots and lots of positives really yeah. and yeah I, I did a poll did on the facebook group which some people said was a bit silly but i just wanted to kind of just almost make a point some people were saying the fans weren't happy and the people weren't going to support him um and i thought i just i did a vote and it was like less than a percent of fans said they weren't going to back him but i thought it was just worth almost like just i don't know making that kind of drawing that yeah. line to show that everyone is backing him you know irrelevant of his background
1: yeah it's same the same as it was with ascii i suppose it's
0: yeah, but I would say there was some negative comments about AsCIi after his first interview, um, and we haven't seen that with with Ricketts. So I think in terms of just the. You know, who knows what happens with Ricketts? Whether he'll be, you know, uh, you know, an, another manager that gets sacked or a manager that goes on for yeah, better. Who knows? Things. Who knows? You Yeah. You know, at this point in time, I'd say he's probably in a better place at Asker.
1: Certainly so. And and in terms of background staff as well, one of the things I found interesting Ollie was he's brought in. I think his name is John Pitts, who's a, a sort of you know, a mental health coach. I think I, I described him as yesterday. Yeah. but I think it's more of a sort of performance, performance analyst. Performance, yeah, not performance analyst so much. I think it's more about no, the you know, an psychological side yeah. of the game, isn't it? I think and and, and I noticed yesterday for the first time. This this season that well maybe it's just more well, games I've been to but their warm up they did it right in front of the, uh, the the fans right before kickoff and I'm not too sure I was running it I don't think it was Ramsey I think it could have been this this sort of mental mental health coach
0: well he's a he's a form he's physical and mental he's also ah, okay. a performance form- coach yeah okay who takes and yeah and also it's something that actually that Becky always goes on about she always finds it fascinating like the psychology around football you know think of Leicester. You know, Leicester's such an interesting kind of um, study case for someone who's doing, you know, kind of that performance side. Then you've got a team that completely believed in their in their ability to win the league. Mm. You know, if you look at their team on stats or football manager, you know, winning the league with Leicester in your first season or football manager is probably nigh on impossible. <laughs> yeah. But something happened, didn't it, yeah. in, that, in that collective. So, in lots of interesting points.
1: And he's got his first Q&A coming up this week. So, I'll go and I'll he report has. back on that unless they live stream it. I've not seen anything about that. So, um, I'm almost certainly not going to be coming out of that saying I was bored, I think. <laughs> compared to Esky's no, one, so we'll see what we get out of him there. And I think we might get a little bit more, uh, you know, a bit more spark and wit out of him in q and A, in a Q&A than we have seen so far. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So yeah, we're just we're, I think it was worth Ollie reflecting on that before we go into the Burton definitely. game because um, it's been a, a, a lot to come out of his. early I'd almost
0: forgotten, Glenn. If I'm honest, I've just always forgot about it. So yeah, good memory from you. You're, you're, not, you're not as not as tired or as old <laughs> as you make out. <laughs> it's what is it? It's
1: five o'clock now. Give me another two hours and I'll be dead. So yeah. good job of recording early tonight. But um, yeah, th- there we go. So I think that's that's fair. To to leave that there with Ricketts yep. he's off the pitch it's been going okay for him in terms of how he's been doing but um on the pitch not quite so good on Saturday his first league no. game so we'll move on to the town game at Burton but the task of holding on to that lead became all the harder when visiting captain Adam L. Abt dragged down a flying Aaron Amadi Holloway five minutes into the second half leaving referee Mark Haywood with no other option than to reduce the shrews to 10 men so, Sam Ricketts' first league game, as we just said before, was Shrewsbury Town travelling to Burton Albion. Um, yeah in front of only three thousand and sixty two fans, which was pretty awful, considering they came down from the championship last season, but conditions weren 't great, ollie as we 'll come to in a minute, and it might have meant a few people stayed at home to stay dry but um yeah I, I guess that was uh, that was the details of it. We obviously lost two one um Leon Boyce with a very early goal, which was a shambles and we 'll come to that um, Fraser scored an eighty one and we got a consolation goal through Fay on ninety five minutes so Ollie. You want to start before we get to talk about anything else, uh, looking at some of our recent form, don't you?
0: Yeah, so like a, a bit of a, like a question for you, Glenn. So, like, what connects ASCII coin and Ricketts?
1: Oh, well, it's a quiz, is it? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> don't know. They're all, they've all been chief for town I don't manager. Know. <laughs> There we <laughs> they've go. All well, we lost
0: <laughs> th- they've all lost their first away game. Yeah, true. Um, and you—it was actually you, Glenn Actually, um, in your drunken kind of stupor, you still <laughs> had some sense. Of them last night that um, there was a bit of a debate going on, on on our Twitter account, on the Salopcaster Twitter account, and you came on and said that our, you know—but this is our style away form, and you were right. So I did a bit of research and looked at our points per game at home and our points um, away from home mm. per game. So our points at home is actually really good. It's one point eight. Um, so that's good. Yeah, really good. Sorry. Um, our away points per game is 0.5. Yeah, very poor. So we'll not even get, you know, the point It's not half a point per game is really, really poor. Um, we've actually conceded... Um, We've actually conceded more goals, uh, sorry, nearly as conceded, our record is nearly as as poor as Plymouth. And we're 23rd in the league table for away form, Oxford 22nd, Plymouth 24th. Um, And yeah, that's just really poor. So we've had 11 games away from home. We've won one, um, drawn three and lost seven. We only just won that one as well. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I think it's just worth, you know, putting into a bit of context that, um, you know, Coiny lost away from home in his record as, as the caretaker manager, second time was, was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and away from home, we're really struggling. Um, and almost going back to that mentor piece, that, that performance coach has some work to do um, on, on the away performances because there's something wrong there, I think, isn't there?
1: Yeah, it's very stark now when you actually set that out as, as, as much as you've just done there. You know, 1.8 points per game to 0.54 is pretty stark, isn't it? And you'd expect the away points to be lower, wouldn't you? But maybe not to have that much of a difference. No, not that lot. Um, not that low. And, you know, I've been, what, well, what have I been to now? Wickham, Wimbledon, God, I must just more than that as well. I've been to quite a few the away games this season and yeah there has been that sort of that that I don't know, it's not a malaise, is it? But that's when we were under we were saying the lack of consistency, the lack of consistency. It tended to be those away games where it suddenly disappeared. And that theme did continue on Saturdays didn't it? And you're right to pick yeah. up on it because there's just something very different about the way we, we sort of approach the game on Saturday and the and the way we acquitted ourselves to the match compared to some of those home wins more recently, um, very stark, very different. Um, and considering we, we played the same team, the same sort of tactics that we were doing whilst we been having this good run, it was it was a bit of an odd one. So, yeah, you're right. Maybe that performance coach can, can use that as his first sort of target. If he can try and get us winning two or three away games between now and middle of January, then that's a sort of positive sign and a, an improvement that they can point to, isn't it?
0: Yep, no, definitely. It's definitely an area, an area for focus for the team, and it'd be interesting to get people and the fans view why they think we're so poor away from home. So, well, I'll, I'll tweet that out. Uh, I'll tweet that out on Monday, perhaps. Mm, yeah, no,
1: um. I, I don't know. It's a bit. I, I, you won't get. My, you'll get a lot of answers. It's probably a very difficult thing to put a finger on, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah.
0: So, team selection, um, as as you alluded to, Glynn, you know, he didn't make too many changes as as he promised, um, and the team was exactly the same. Yeah. So, um, same um, team lineup. Um, in the same diamond formation, um, and we were playing against Burton, who were playing a very much a four-five-one uh, formation. Um, but before we kind of get into the game. Um, so, what was your kind of pre-match
1: um, travel experience? I'm trying to remember it all, Ollie. Now it's very, it's very, very hazy all of a sudden. Now, um, a funny thing was, we were going to get the nine uh, thirty train out of Shrewsbury and uh, bumped into a bunch of town fans there. Uh, people all know that regular sort of away travellers, and normally always see them going on the train to these local games. And uh, one of our friends had got all the tickets for the game, and we were standing there ready to get the nine forty-seven, um, and he didn't turn up. And, and he doesn't have a mobile phone. If you can believe that in two thousand eighteen, this guy what? doesn't have a mo- yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what he'd done is he'd, he'd got the 9.30 and he was already in Birmingham. So we then spent a long time sort of trying to figure out where he was to the point that we actually had to go and ask the British Transport Police if we could look at the CCTV footage to see if he'd got on the train. Found out eventually he had got on the train so we knew he was in Birmingham so then uh, rather later than we expected because of another late delay train we left at 1130 um, got to Birmingham had a pint in, uh, I think it's called the Head of Steam pub in Birmingham City Centre, quite a nice pub um, so we only had time for one, met a couple of other mates got the train up there um, and by the time we got up there we literally had that half an hour yomp from the station to the stadium um, and we only had like 38 minutes to do it so we just basically rolled in pretty much right up on kickoff, so um, yeah, a very stressful start to the day. Ollie, <laughs> cool. Mine
0: was a little bit more relaxed. Good. And I went to my parents for some sandwich and soup, and and then got um, and we got dropped off because my parents live in a village not too so far away. Yeah, from Burton, there, between really? Litchfield and Burton. Got dropped off. Um, me and my brother went to um, we went to this little micro pub. Um, the, then we went there had a, a nice pint of ale. Then went to Burton Bridge Brewery had another pint. Nice. Then went to the um, Great Northern. And caught up with Dave Mateus. Yeah, there. Yeah, nice and yeah. um, they ran out of Burton Bridge Brewery then. That was my fault. I told everyone on Facebook that they sell <laughs> Burton Bridge Brewery and they <laughs> ran out of the ale. So that, that taught me a lesson. Um, and then, yeah, then we rocked into the ground and kind of got behind the goal. So, yeah, it's a very nice kind of start. i Burton famous for its ales and, and carling, of course. Um, and, yeah, had a nice few beers. So it was quite a nice relaxing kind of start to the... Um, to the to the day
1: yeah so it was good honestly it's always one of the better away trips we have now to be it honest it is a good away yeah, trip really like it
0: and it's it's such a small town as well it doesn't take very you know you can get across town very very quickly and obviously there's lots of breweries and, and, yeah. and pubs
1: so. yeah well we yeah. So, I mean we're not getting to after the game but after the game we basically walked down that road back towards the station went in the first pub had one there talked to a bunch of Burton fans about the game um, real nice blokes and then finished our pint up in there went to the next pub before the station had another pint in there and by the time we went to get the train you know most town fans had cleared out of town then and we went back and and spent some time in Birmingham Christmas Market and a few other pubs and yeah Five Guys that's another thing about going to Birmingham on the train and doing away games it means you can go to the Five Guys Burger Place at New Street which is basically a highlight of the day considering we lost I think that might have been my highlight from yesterday but um, yeah I was glad to get into the ground eventually Dolly because it was friggin' raining like mad, was it? And it got worse as the game went on. We re- got
0: in just Oof. before that, so yeah. we got in. Me and Dave got in just it was kind of spitting. Um, and we kind of missed that um, torrential downpour, but yeah, the weather was horrendous um there was a really good photo posted um on the on your new online um yeah and we'll fancy fan we'll come on to that maybe in the news yeah. um and there was wind the rain water was blowing off the stadium, adding to the rain, and it was torrential out there
1: it was wasn't it and it was it was it definitely had an effect on the game um in terms of the first half, because they had the win with them, and I think we really struggled with that, and, and we didn't yeah. take advantage of it in the second half, unfortunately. But yeah, conditions wet and windy—that that is for sure. And um, it was so windy at one point; it was blowing into the stadium. I, I was getting wet, yeah, I was. It was so not ideal. And I suppose kind of you know the not idealness of the, of the weather conditions, kind of yeah, I don't know. It didn't it didn't really affect our first goal. It was just pure um, awfulness. The first goal that we conceded, wasn't it? And um, I suppose the game started; it was pretty rubbish to be honest we were up to the first goal I know the first goal was what on seven minutes I think it was It was a bit early wasn't it a um, bit earlier than that wasn't it it was on three yeah, minutes yeah three sorry I'm getting confused so but the game before that three minutes had been nothing because the wind was blowing right. the rain was coming down it was all very sort of attritional and then suddenly we made a few mistakes didn't we so the ball sort of got um, kind of came back to I think it was Bolton wasn't it in the uh, he made a little bit of a mistake. The ball came to Sadler. He he tried. I think he, someone tried to clear it first and pump, pumped it into a striker. It fell to another one of our players, wasn't it? And then he passed it back to Arnold, and Arnold did the same thing as the defender. He just smashed it into Boyce, um, and it went it went off his legs. It almost looked like it went off his arse, like uh, James Collins a few years ago. But it was off his legs, and he had the he had the uh, the balls to go and celebrate in front of us, like he meant it, which I thought was a bit of a pee take. But oh, just you know, one of those goals where you think you've made all this travel, you've got it here by train, you know, it's been a long day. Been so looking far. forward to it all uh, week, and as then, well bang, like that, just, you back in the mire again, aren't you? Dear, dear.
0: It was a poor start to the game, very kind of <laughs> yeah, very, very upsetting um, and, I don't know, to have a bit of debate, I haven't seen much debate online about it actually, but for me, like, yeah you know Sadler's back Would you blame Sadler for his back pass, or is it is it fault? Is it one hundred percent down to Arnold?
1: I, I I think the the first mistake where where we had what we had a chance with one of the defenders, and I say I think it was Bolton. Bolton he, Bolton
0: he, went to clear it. He so basically Grant passed it back to to to, to Bolton. Bolton cleared it, hit the back of the def- back of the winger, the ball then came to Sadler, so then Sadler took it under control and passed it yeah, to Arnold. Yeah,
1: that was it, so uh, he was. we were almost trying to make up from that first mistake as they pulled yeah. forward, but to me Bolton just put it into touch, if you're not sure and Arnold the same, you know, as much as Sadler didn't put enough on that back pass and Arnold came out to get it, I still believe that if Arnold had just side-footed it to the side, he could easily just put it out for a throw-in, there was no reason to kick it in, he wasn't like to me. He wasn't like a, an inch away from Arnold when it hit him on the legs. There was still a little bit of space, wasn't there? Enough to be able to target that just a little bit away from from Boyce and, and just put it out for throwing. But he was he was tra- concentrating on trying to just get it down the pitch, wasn't he? Um, rather than trying to think, well, I'll just put it safe. So a lot of mistakes. Um, I don't think anyone really come out of that with any credit. Bolton, Sadler, or Arnold, to be honest with you. And um, I don't
0: think Sadler did anything wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. I
0: don't think Sadler did anything wrong. He paid it back to the goalkeeper um, and the geek. The goalkeeper could have done you know he had loads he could have kicked it the other way yeah, or he'd just kick yeah. it out for 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 a corner yeah, you know with, a throw in sorry one of those ones he even kicked it out for a corner but yeah for me Arnold arnold's at fault there like it starts the game the,
1: the significant mistake is arnold's and um after he's been doing so well in recent weeks it is a bit of a reminder that he's um yeah, he's not exactly uh, League One class every week. But, um, yeah, it's a shame, really. But um, it was a it was a really deflating goal, wasn't it? And um, I think one thing we probably should just say there is the Town fans in the first half were brilliant, I thought. Despite going 1-0 down early on, the atmosphere and, and the noise that was generated by our lot was, was pretty good, really, and their home fans were terrible.
0: Yeah, definitely, actually. I'll, um, I did do, do some good videos, so if we've got some good ones, we'll play it in, in now Um, see what we find on my, on my iPhone. But, um, yeah, it, Town fans are a very good voice. Um, Burton fans are quite poor um, they don't really make a lot of noise no. um, at all they never um, have though no they never have um, a new club in that kind of sense yeah um but in terms of on the pitch i thought they played quite well they were you know playing with a lot of tempo they pressed us down like mad they obviously know that we're a good pass inside, and they didn't let like, live give us any any time on the ball and that's almost contributed to the goal as well but they did it throughout the half and um, it was interesting the way that they you know, they saw that way to get at us
1: well, in in the world of cliches, they wanted it more, in my view. You know, yeah. whether whether we just didn't fancy away from home against a, a team down from the championship in the rain, or they were just bang up for something to to kind of get them back up above us and moving in the right direction because they've not had a great start to their season. I don't know, but it was all very easy when they poured forward on, on the on well, not even on the break, whenever they just got the ball down and attacked us. And um, I thought that Bolton at times looked a little bit sort of all at sea, but Beckles really did struggle again, and it's a real continuing theme now. That um, I don't really want to labour because. We talked about it last week, but the, the the fullback position suddenly looked very vulnerable against a team like Burton. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it interesting. Now, one of the things that I remember someone saying to me against Burton, we played them in. Was it the 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 cup the? The, the League, League Cup. Cup and we lost didn't we one, we went 1-0 yeah. down and, and I remember someone at the time saying once we went 1-0 well, down we actually went up
0: ahead one ahead Sorry, yeah, and but then we gave away Waterfall gave away a penalty. penalty um, and then yeah then they won 2-1 in the end
1: but we struggled to create too much against them as well I think is what the sort of vibe yeah. was as well and we certainly did on yeah, Saturday no, again. so I was maybe they yeah, just yeah I agree a team that's kind of figured us out, but we played two slight, two completely different teams and two completely different tactics against us, and they, you know, they figured both of those things out, and they certainly had absolutely no problem with the diamond we were playing this week.
0: No, it, it certainly worked really well, and yeah, we obviously we even had they, they had five men in midfield, so we didn't even have like that kind of extra angles no. and stuff. They really they worked hard to close us down, um, but I think also the referee was quite favourable to them as well in terms of giving them lots and lots of free kicks, and and he really really kind of. They scored so early on and then the referee really contributed to me to making it a very bitty game. There was a lot of things that weren't even fouls for me being stopped um, and that helped Burton kind of slow the game down.
1: Yeah, it was a bit championship-y, premiership-y, falling over very weakly and getting a free kick for it, I think. And, and it happened to us yeah. a few times as well. We went down quite easy a couple of times um, as well. But yeah, We seemed to learn from that, didn't we? At the end of the game, we were doing that. Definitely. to learn from that. Yeah, and it kind of ra- ratchets the pressure up on the referee a little bit then, doesn't it? But um, yeah, I think, I think you're fairly right there. The referee was not... Uh, well, it was supposed to be Jaron Drysdale, the referee, in this originally, and Afan missed our penalty at uh, Doncaster early in this season. I think we were glad not to get him again, weren't we? But yeah, I don't think there's that many good refs in this division. But he didn't. I don't know. He, it it help break the game up, but I don't think it was what, what cost us on Saturday. To be honest with you. No, it didn't But having said it that, didn't there, help. There were a lot of shouts for penalties in that first half, weren't there?
0: Yeah, there was that one. There was the one on Faye, wasn't yeah. there Was it on Faye? There was that challenge, but it was a bit too far away from us to kind of make no. a definitive call.
1: The reason I say that is Lewis Cox. Um, I, was, I was dropping him a message or two during the game. And he said there was three good shouts for penalties in that half. One for a pull on Laurent, the one on Faye, and I'm, I'm not sure what the other one was. But so yeah, you know, maybe, maybe maybe when we see the the highlights because we're recording this a bit earlier on the Saturday, i have not seen the extended highlights yet. You might see and think, whoa, there was a couple of penalties. No, shots they there. didn't come up. They didn't come no, up on the extended no, highlights. God, there we go. Well, I'm just going on what Lewis said. So potentially. Potentially, what was there? But yeah, I just thought we were we were all over the shop at, at the back. To be honest with you, we did we did really struggle at times. And um, you're right; they looked pacey and, and quick and quite direct, and yeah. definitely dealt with the conditions better. And for for that period after they scored, the only thing that really started to cheer me up was uh, the fact we were singing the Jermaine Grandison song for ages, Ollie, which I'm sure you loved.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was good. good it was a town. Fans are in good humour, full of. I think we were well um, lubricated. Um, yes, at this point. Yeah, so I'd say we had like two chances in this half. Um, and Burton gave the ball away to the park, Grant passed to Holloway, who stormed forward, passed to Lauren, and the keeper makes a good save for a corner. Mm. Um, and then there was a nice ball from Sadler through ball to, Sad- to Laurent, um, who chips the keeper, um, but was offside again. There was a lot of offside calls oh, there, in the first half.
1: I-, I, had to t- I had to say something about that on Twitter. I thought Faye, Faye watching the line was awful. Um, and I know he scores a good goal later on, and and, he, and his work rate was pretty high during the game. But he he's offside way too much in a game like that. And and you know you talk about things that were breaking the game up, Ollie. Um Yeah, the referee was giving a lot of free kicks, but we probably gave them what six, seven offsides in the first half alone, and most of them were fair. Yeah. Yeah. Too much. He's It's got to, got to kind of get it to grips with that. And yeah, um, he did.
0: Yeah. And, and, and the manager did mention that. Did you know, there's mm. things he needs to work on. He didn't talk about. He didn't talk about specifics. I think he's too smart for that. Um, but he did say that you know there's things that he needs to work on. And obviously being offside is one thing. And actually, us playing quick balls forward was a tactic that we played in this game. Um, and at times we did, you know, we did kind of, you know, did create chances um, as that chance kind of came. But again, it was defending again, which was costing us. So really poor defending from Sadler, um, mm. and then Boyce fires fires into the side netting, and that was a really good chance again. And you know, he could have scored from that angle; okay. uh, it wouldn't have been impossible.
1: It's funny that. Um... We we talk about strikers all the time, but Boyce is just that typical League One striker that we never able able to sign. Sort of consistently big, sort of always he's like consi- a good
0: version of Collins, but a bit a bit of pace. You know, in terms of he's quite stocky. He's, he's got a similar shape to Collins, but he's faster and better. He's more like Holt,
1: I think, in some respects. A little I don't bit. Know,
0: but I think he's not as big as Holt. He's no way as tall as Holt.
1: I don't know. He's quite strong, is he? That's the thing. He's quite stocky. I think you're right, yeah. Maybe yeah. like Collins. But, you know, Christy, again, another player that would walk into our team. And, um, you know, it, it is just frustrating as the game went on. And, and we'll talk about strikers in general because, again, it's it's the fact that he's been in a position where he didn't mean to score, but he, he looked dangerous throughout the whole game. Um, but he'd walk into our team quite quite easily. I think him and, him and Fayette Front would be really exciting. But Yeah, they would be a good partnership. You know, but you, you look at what was happening at the end of the game when we're chasing it, we're happened to bring the shop on again in this situation. Who did very little, and actually I, people around me were really angry at Faye at the end of the game, and we'll come to the second half in a bit. But uh, At the shop, in the second half, but we'll come to that in a little bit. But, to me, you know, you've got Angle. What's, what's happened to Angle now? You know, yeah, It's just it's a really, good. really odd one at the moment. That. He looks
0: very frustrated in the checker trade. Um, he's making mistakes and was kind of Really, really keen, obviously, to try and press the manager, which was good to see. But he was kind of taking his chances, and yeah, I think on the striker front, I think you're a bit harsh to Holloway. I think Holloway does a good job as a target man. Yeah, um, but the only know. trouble is, is that it's hard to be a target man when you when you're playing without wingers So narrow, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're playing so narrow, so balls aren't coming to the box. They're often quite flat for him, so he hasn't got that to kinda of work off. I think yeah, I think in a diamond, um you know, I think playing Boyce who can play to feet and Faye would be ideal, and I just don't think Holloway's good enough at to ball to feet. Touch wasn't good uh, enough, I think enough on he's Saturday. very good Yeah. At- He's very good at heading and flicking the ball on. He did that really well at times. Um, but, yeah, this style of play and Holloway, I don't think, is the best combination. So that's something
1: for the manager to think about. Uh, it's definitely definitely an opportunity to improve the, the striking situation. And it's funny, it kind of worked quite well in the coin, didn't it? We started picking up on the goals we were scoring. But, um, yeah, we'll have to see. A lot of that was down to the fact that Faye suddenly found his scoring boots and Holloway.
0: And his, the cross at Wickham as well, you know, yeah. is a good example of you know, Holloway is good at kind of receiving crosses. Yeah, um, he's had nothing and, like that, really, in the no, last year. He hasn't had to, so it'd be interesting to see how how we react to that, and maybe even play a, a classic four four two. Who knows? With maybe Doherty playing tucking in on the left, that's an interesting option. For me. I,
1: I said that on Twitter today. I think he'll start playing four four two now. Now, now, Gillian. You can
0: play Doherty on the left, I yeah. think, because that kind of like you know. Um, kind of like, almost like a, a Beckham tile winger, you know, a, a wide midfielder. It doesn't have to be a, you don't have to be a Wally to play wide. I think Dockey could do a job there. So that's an interesting. I, I want to jump but,
1: forward to talking about Doherty later on, but I'll wait until we get to a substitution yeah. uh, in the second half. But that was it really. That, the rest of the yeah, half was, was, was pretty, pretty terrible. I say we, we were Australian. just poor. We were poor really, weren't we? There's no way of getting around that. They were just a better team than us. They they they, they were just better in the game and they had yeah. more of the ball. Um, so I was quite glad to get to half time at 1 0, really, to be honest with you. And you did think as you went down to get your chips at half time or your drink or whatever you get in that, oh, well, the wind's been against us there so that's probably played a big part of it and you thought you know sort of clutching its drawers that when it turns around that we could take advantage of the wind being in our favor but really as the game went on the wind was less consistent i think ollie it got yeah, very it blustery rather than just blowing towards us like it was in the first half um so i don't think we kind of got that advantage anyway and when we did have the wind with us which did happen a few times there was a couple of clearances where they sort of went to clear it it went up in the air and came back down we didn't really do enough for chasing that sort of thing down so um yeah, I, I don't think we took the advantage of the wind that we, we got in the second half, even when we did have it blown for us.
0: I just don't. Yeah, we'll come on to maybe a summary, but I don't <laughs> think it wasn't a great time performance. No, um, and I think the wind. I can see the wind did have an impact on the game, but I think you're maybe being a bit,
1: bit kind there. But, yeah, um, I think you're right. No, I, I agree. I mean, it, they they took advantage of the conditions. all I'm saying, but they were a better they yeah. they were a better team overall. I don't yeah. think you're oh, saying definitely. oh it was unlucky the wind was with them and but because it did change around half-time. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah, cool. So um, second half started and Holloway, I guess then I'm going to kind of contradict myself now. He had an amazing chance to score in the six-yard box. <sighs> so really nice bit of ball down the left. It was the only time that Beckles did anything really positive going forward. Mm. Um, Borgens to fey, flicks it. Um, a man crosses the ball over and Holloway shoots over from like you know, in the, in the, either on or inside the six-yard uh, box. And he really, really should have scored then. That was really, really poor.
1: Yeah, that's what he, that, you know, I alluded to before. That's what he's not got. He's just not clinical enough. You know, Faye's there, he scores, I reckon. You know, he he seems to have that knack for scoring. And, um, Unfortunately, that's what will be. That's what will do for Holloway if he continues to play like he's playing and, and contributing a bit to the games, but not con- consistently scoring. I know he's got a couple of goals in the last few games, um, but it's big chances that are missed like that, you've got to really take. And um, yeah,
0: he's he's well, he's, just he's po- not.
1: You know, I'm not. Ha- no one's hanging him out of the team yet. He's not playing badly enough for that. He's very much in the colton Morris sort of scenario at the moment, where he's doing enough and he's doing a job for the team. But you just wish he'd score more goals, and you really wish he'd take those easy chances.
0: Yeah. No. Definitely. Mm. Cool. Mm. Um, that's it. So. Um, and, yeah, after that, um, basically Burton's kind of tactics was just kind of see the game out. They they were clearly doing that from the start of the half and they were just wasting and nothing really happened. And, and then the next kind of, I noticed that Wally was on the pitch in the extended highlights. And for me, that kind of summarises like that first part of the second half, that nothing happened at no, all. No, um, and it was really poor form, a lot of fouls. Um, and just a lot of time wasting. Um, so Wally was on. Yeah, just getting kicked out of play. A lot yeah. of throw-ins.
1: It seemed to be a throw-in every couple of minutes, didn't it? Or a couple yeah, of seconds. so but... we
0: can go to Doherty now because obviously then we
1: went to four four two. 4 came on on the left flank and Wally came on the right flank. I'm I'm getting to the point where I can't understand why we're, we're, we're often substituting Doherty before Norwood. Um Norwood, Norburn, sorry, I'm getting the players mixed up again. Um, yeah, I, to me, he was having more of an influence on the game. He was actually one of the players that was driving us on a little bit more, and I thought he wasn't having the worst of games. And yeah, it's something very odd about how he seems to be the more expendable of the midfielders than than the other two at the moment. I can't quite get my hand around Ollie.
0: Um, I think I agree with um, Ricketts to bring off Dockett. Um, Dockett, I don't think he was really doing anything, and mm. I think Norburn is probably better in the tackle and better as a, as a plain central midfielder. Um, I, I can, I can, I can see why he made that change.
1: I don't know. I, well, can we can agree to disagree on it. I, mean, I would say agree, that Glenn. I, don't I don't thought Norburn did the square root of bugger all on Saturday. If I'm honest with you, and at least I thought I saw doxy driving forward with the ball and trying to get things going and join up with Laurent Fay and Holloway. I, if, when you when you compare their two games to me, um, I, I certainly think that that was a very odd substitution. Not not the oddest thing I've ever seen, but just to me, I, I keep. Where he looked as well when he got subbed off, and there was a lot of times where he was like making really good runs to the back post, and you just wish someone could pick him. Because he was getting very frustrated, and maybe that's the reason he got substituted. Is that he was getting very frustrated? It was a lot of throwing his hands down and sort of chirping at other players as well. And maybe that's why Ricketts took him off. Thinking about it now, as we record, is that maybe he thought he just his mind's gone out of the game a little bit, and we're not going to get quite what we need out of him. Whereas Nor- Norburn is a more consistent performer. He doesn't tend to get let emotion get hold of him so much from what we've seen so far. So, so maybe maybe it was the right call in that decision. But yeah, it's still a lot more in Doxy that we're not really unlocking, and it's it's frustrating sometimes.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think it's an interesting argument. I think, mm. I, think it's, I don't think I don't think there's much between them. I thought maybe yeah. Yeah, Norbin would do better. So um, yeah, our, our, our day didn't get any better. Um, so there's basically a cross into the box um, after a corner. Um, Bolton can't get to the header. Sadler gets a bit on it, and um, Waterfall slices it um, with his right foot, <sighs> um, and then nice. it comes to um, <laughs> central fielder for Burton, who just strikes the ball into the back of the net, into the bottom corner. Um and that was just like oh that was just It was horrible, horrible wasn't it? Horrible, Especially horrible. Yeah. Especially just like really cap, really capped off yeah, <laughs> another poor defensive um kind of error. Um and we just can't we can't just can't give gifts away. It comes back this word gift has come back mm. into our into the podcast again.
1: Well the real Luke Waterfall please stand up is is what I want to think is he is he this consistent player that we saw over the last three or four weeks who didn't really make many mistakes and was a, was the sort of benchmark behind what were some consistent defensive performances where we started we kept a clean sheet finally but you know it was, but Sadler had a mare on Saturday as well they, they all had a mare all the defenders had a mare you know they all got taken to pieces frankly but but none of them made as, as obvious of a mistake as Waterfall made for that second goal, I don't think. And um, Oh, I don't know. I think Sadler's header was terrible. <sighs> yeah, yeah, maybe. I think Sad-
0: In the course of the game, Sadler made more mistakes than Waterfall did. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the slice of the ball was, 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 a, was a poor <laughs> yeah. one. Waterfall.
1: But it's more, it's easier to have a crack at Waterfall about it because of what happened at the start of the season, I think. And I certainly noticed it around me on the terraces, Ollie. that people are very quick to forget what happened over the last few weeks about how well he played and it's back to like, oh, there's War 4. You tried to, making... to
0: suggest that fans are fickle.
1: Well, all fans are fickle, I suppose. <laughs> at the end of the day. But it was quite, I think, and also I think the, the ale helped uh, get people a bit, I think yeah. there was quite a few people angry around me, particularly when we went 2 all down, um, which is not great, but people people pay their money, they've travelled a long way, you want to see team, teams performing and playing and they just, they just didn't do what, you know, didn't put the effort in that the, the fans did in terms of getting there and supporting their team. So that was frustrating. Um, but yeah, 2-0 and and it was a, a really bad goal to be honest we had to concede in the timing yeah. was terrible, wasn't it? But we hadn't really been pushing for another goal, you know. No
0: they'd still been comfortable. But Warley was a bright spot, wasn't he, when he came on. Yeah. Uh, he, he was a, Certainly a threat. Um and he's always a threat way at Bird. I remember I mean got a man sent off um a bit last few a few times we've been there. Mm. Um and yeah, so Warley breaks, um, and basically the ball gets to Faye as a tame shot. But Hutchinson basically tripped Fade and tried to take him down, but Wally didn't go down. But that was on the 85th minute. Yep. But um, on the 83rd minute, um, Hutchinson had been given a yellow card, according to the BBC. Oh, right. So for me, it should have been off. And for me, this is where it's got really frustrating. There was like lots of times they're doing cynical fouls, um, and especially Wally was getting fouled a lot when he came on. And for me, that's just, again, just really, really poor refereeing. Yeah. Um, we saw, obviously... The, the against Bolton in the FA Cup that was never ne- no in the yeah was it the FA Cup yeah the FA Cup against Comfort that was never a penalty and again really really poor refereeing decision again and he should have been off
1: yeah yeah right I was—I I didn't notice that, to be fair, Ollie, so <laughs> that's a new one on me. If that's happened, that's a disgrace, frankly, um, yeah. and we can feel rightly aggrieved at that, but oh, I don't know, the way we're playing, even against 10 men, I don't think we'd have created all too much, to be honest with you, and it, it took until like, the very last minute for us to get back in it, didn't it? And, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it... it it's just so difficult. I mean, it was one of those ones where we were 2-0 down and you were thinking, seven minutes injury time. Yeah, cheers, cheers, seven referee. Seven minutes
0: injury time for, for time-wasting from Burton constantly. Yeah, but still. Uh, but he yeah. should have managed in the game. That The goalkeeper was that was, you know, was almost like laughing at the shoes fans how long he was taking. Yeah, never the referee votes. did nothing. His game management is really poor. And, and this is the thing that just kind of really frustrates you as a fan is that you know, one week um, you know, you've got a referee who doesn't give any fouls uh, well, I had a kind of scum thought. The referee let a lot go then. Then you've got another referee who's kind of really pickety on, on all and picking everything up. But it's really hard to get that consistency and it's just really frustrating. As you said, Glenn, refereeing at this level is really poor.
1: Yeah, well, inconsistent is a good word actually for for the refereeing, isn't it? Sometimes you get yeah. a referee that you don't this, and we don't ever talk about in the podcast, you know.
0: And we don't talk about refs a lot. We no. try not to. No. Um, but yeah, and then, yeah to, to kind of close this game off then in terms of action so Faye um, Wally fire is over um, and then um, yeah Waterfall went up front um, a long ball from um, from Grant <laughs> the shot came on, on as well yes yeah, the shot came that. on yeah so yeah so long ball from Grant was um, flicked on by the shot flicked on again by Waterfall and the ball came to Faye in the box and um, you know we're talking about natural goal scorers good again, finish um, again. And just really good finish back in the net and gave us a little bit of delight um, but didn't quite obviously wasn't enough and he was, was in the extra time by then he'd scored an extra five minutes and he gave us a thought that maybe we could get a point. If we got a point from that game, that would have been fun. But yeah, it wasn't to be and the game ended 2-1. wouldn't have been
1: deserved either, to be honest with you. I'd have been living no. if I was a Burden fan and we'd got a point out of that game. But um, yeah, yeah it, was, it was good to see a goal when it was in front of the town fans yeah. and stuff and they got it and they ran straight back to centre circle and then basically Burden put their foot in our throat and we didn't really get a chance to to get the second goal, did we? So um, nothing, too, nothing too good anyway. But um, yeah, that, that was it really. It was... Um, yeah, it was it was a tough one to take really because yeah. everyone was so positive and it was a new era and it's not great to start any new era with a little bump in the road. And, you know, we've not had that new manager bounce. We've had the opposite now in the league. So one win, one loss this week for a new manager. I suppose it's not the worst, is it? Um, no. We didn't exactly. really move down in the table. We've still got a nice buffer. We did, to the did drop a little bit. Yeah, we
0: got dropped tough two places. But yeah, yeah, for me and for me, and that's why that that tweet was there about no panic. You know, it's like his first game. Again, it's, it's continuing our really poor away form, which you can't really blame Ricketts for. Um, he's only had a few training sessions with the player so yeah lots of room to work on but it wasn't to be the game so for me Burton Albion hard-working team got a bit of flair in the wings um you know got a few decent players brought on that massive lump didn't they in the second half kind of like finish the game off um and for me kind of standout player was was Boyce I thought he's a good player all-around player and you know that's the difference you know Burton Albion are not gonna not gonna go down they've got a player like him up front
1: no, uh, we we were talking to one of our friends, Dave Everson, who we played with the race forts with. And standing next to him at the at the game, and you know, you could he was already talking about you know Boyce, the difference that he offers you um, in terms of of a of a, of a, of a class of striker at this level for a team like Burton. You know, it's something that kind of can elevate them from from where they might be to where they they end up being, which would probably be you know, imagine upper half half of the of the table really. And that's what we need. Maybe we'll have to see what we get in January to get us up there because I'm, I'm I'm I like Fay. I think he's a good player. He's a good consistent yeah. finisher now. But I just, I am not convinced right. by Holloway and I'm not convinced by the shop as, as a partner for him. An angle. And, and so yeah. we've
0: got three poor strikers. You've got Faye that we all rate, and you've got three strikers that, to be honest, if they vest the club, I don't think anyone would have a party or kind of like, you know, a leaving party for them. Um, no.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, they, they try their hardest. You can't really say they oh, don't. Oh, the I'm not saying they're Just saying they're not yeah. great footballers. No, I yeah, I agree. Limited. Let's, let's leave it at that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, there we go. But we, you know, I think I agree with you on Boyce. In terms of Burton overall, I thought they looked like a neat and tidy team, and I suspect on a day where it's not blowing a gale, you know, there's a chance they they could easily have put us to the sword by a few more because they look pacey and quick and quite direct. Yeah. And, the sorts of players you like to watch you know they looked like they might be entertaining
0: yeah so when the, when they when they, when they came up from the conference under clough they were a really nice football side um, and i guess that just shows what a shrewd manager he is you know he he, um, he he plays to the conditions and the oppositions, and they got the three points they deserve. So yeah, um, no complaints th- this week. Are yeah, it? exactly, no complaints. Um, but I would say, well, come on to actually players' performance. I'll hold that there. Yeah, I'll cool. hold that lightly, and we'll come back to it. But yeah, your top three, Glenn.
1: It was hard to be honest with you. I mean, it was tough. Yeah, really tough. And and I went for Bolton because I, I just think that he did make some mistakes, to be fair, and he, he got run out of position a few times. But he also made quite a few good covering tackles that I saw and I just thought he did offer us a bit more going forward than Beckles when you compared the two of those and I, for me I thought you know when trying to pick out someone that was, was one of the better players I went for him but as I, as I said before I thought Doherty didn't actually do too much wrong in the game so I was surprised to see him get substituted so I went for him second um, and for third I was finding it really difficult um, I, I really was frustrated by Faye and Holloway um, and I know that he scored Faye and he, and he kept running but the offside thing really knocked me off on Saturday so I didn't want to put him on my top three um, and so I went for Laurent for third he, he played for the night didn't he and was was fairly solid, so yeah. Oh no, actually got subbed off before that. So yeah, difficult. I probably have to pick two of the players that it's got subbed really, off there, which is weird. Really,
0: yeah, I know it is really hard, Glenn. To be honest, um, yeah. I really, really struggle. I went for Faye because he scored, and yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I went for Holloway because he kind of worked hard a bit, and Bolton because I did not really know <laughs> how else to put. It was a really, it's a really, really tough one.
1: um You can tell. For. You can tell we're not playing well when you can't even put Grant in your yeah. top three, and if he's not, <laughs> and I'll, he didn't yeah, oh. he didn't
0: have the time and they didn't give him the time nah. on the ball. And I think that's where the pressing came in and they knew that obviously give Grant time on the ball as Salford did and we punish you. So yeah, we'll come on to players' performance actually when we do the Sam Ricketts comments. So um, three word match report. So Dan Tomlins is saying he didn't get going, um Sam Pusey's saying Peckles was awful, Simon Mills saying wet, cold, miserable. Aid Plimmer was getting very drunk and he posted this after the game when he was having a few beers.
1: I saw him get off a train at half past eleven at night in Shrewsbury when I got home and he wasn't walking. He was definitely staggering. <laughs> so, <laughs> He obviously was getting He loved his real ale. Uh, yeah, he, he well, had so. a good day it sounds
0: of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he had any whiskey this time. In terms of <laughs> podcasts. I'm sorry, fanzines. Um, yeah, so Kelly Marie said bad weather was bad. Ant Thomas individuals cost us, which is, is completely apt. Back to the and start of Yeah, individuals did cost us in this game. And Dwayne Edwards was saying awful to watch. Yeah, it um, and great. it was a poor performance to watch wasn't it? And as a, as a spectacle. Um, if there was any neutrals there, I'd be surprised if there was. Um, it wasn't a, a game that they were yeah live
1: fond in memory. No, definitely not, definitely not. And, yeah, it was, And you know, obviously to first knock on the chin for Sam Ricketts, but I think he came out and, and sort of had a, had a chat with the press and, and tried to, to look at the positives, didn't he, really?
0: Yeah, he said the performance was good. We, d- we did enough to win the game and feel yeah, sorry for the players. I was
1: a bit surprised by that. Don't
0: agree, but I'll, I I've, got, I've got my own little theory about this, so I'll finish this and I'll come back to my theory. Um, he said we can't give away goals like that, and, then you know, we stamped our authority in the game and Burton struggled in the second uh-huh. half. Yeah. Helped out by a few key decisions and faithful down free kick and all that kind of stuff. But for me, I've got a bit of a theory here, Glenn. So I'll test it on you. Players played badly, but in your first in your first league press conference post match, would it be wise for a manager to come out and criticise the players?
1: No, no. He's got to, got to build up yeah. the, the, the the narrative of getting a team together, hasn't he? Exactly. I, I just think that you can't do that for too long if performances no. don't pick up. I'd want him to be, be being honest about what's actually happened, but you can't really be too critical about a, a manager saying that in his first game in charge and. You know, as I say, they won one game this week, they lost one game this week, so it wasn't a total disaster on the pitch. No. Um, so, you know, I think he's got to just keep the he- guy's heads Would up. Did you agree with my
0: all... theory then? That he's just yeah. basically didn't want to criticise the players? Um, and we did create chances, you know, you could take the Holloway chance. Um, you know, we've got a few, we did have create a few chances, but yeah, I'm not having that, yeah, we were deserved to win the game.
1: No, no, we didn't. I'm not sure we could say we ever stamped our authority on the game at any point either, to be honest with you. But there we go. I'm sure, I, I think that's a fair comment what you've made, and gives us some narrative on why he said that this week. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to, see, interesting to see what happens because we're going into a real tough run of games, and the last thing you want to do is knock their confidence a bit, bit further now. Because you know we've had this run, haven't we, under Coin and, and, and Saturday, where we've been playing the teams either below us or around us, and we've we've done well. Let's be honest, Ollie. We've taken a lot of points in the last uh, what is it, six, seven weeks now. Um, so that's good, and we've gone forward in the cup, and that's been nice. But that sort of easier time of it is now gone, isn't it? And we're now into teams at the top half of the table. Peterborough, a few other teams. Stoke in January in the FA Cup, which is not an easy game. And so, therefore, the sort of pressure and the the difficultness of what we've got to do to kind of stay out of trouble this season is going to get ratcheted up, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I and mean, we need to we need to work on our defending. That's I think that's one thing that definitely yeah. needs to improve. Um, well, he should know how to do that,
1: shouldn't he? You'd career. hope so, yeah. Being a,
0: <laughs> a fresh, being a, a Premier League fullback, um, I mean, you can see how he works on that. So, you know, pl- plenty of food for thought. And um, the temptation is to start talking about January transfer window, but I think we really need to hold that off until yep. we get a bit closer. Um, so I think we'll close the game there, Glenn, and Move on to Salop news. Jevons with a golden chance to maybe put the tie to bed. Daniels poised on the line, goes for the corner, great
1: save by the goalkeeper. Follow shot saved by Daniels again, and Dawson. In this
0: time so salop news so i um, worth just looking at the lead table um we are 17th with 24 points and 21 games with a minus three goal difference um bristol rovers are in the relegation spot with 17 points so there is still a gap and um, rochdale are equal points of us um, on 18th oxford below us um, bottom four are bristol rovers plymouth wimbledon and bradford so a couple of interesting results in the in the week in sorry on the weekend was Peterborough drew two all of Oxford and I had them in my bet, so thank you very much for that. <laughs> um, um we had we saw Portsmouth win again, uh, two nil at home. They're a bit of a banker if you want to do any if you want to do any betting. Mm. Um, Luton won as well at home against Fleetwood, two nil. Um they're Doncaster crazy. beat yeah, they're doing really well, Luton, aren't they? Really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bristol Rovers um, lost at home to Doncaster 4-0 um, and Blackpool beat um, Charlton 2-1 so that was quite an interesting result and also the Accrington Stanley Sunderland game was abandoned for weather yeah. um, so a few interesting things around, around there in the grounds um, It's
1: a bit, bit worrying about the Accrington game getting called off considering we're there on Boxing Day and I, and I, I don't think weather's going to dramatically improve between then and now so
0: Well we had just... snow this time last year didn't we because yeah. I, I don't know about you Glenn obviously on Facebook you get your kind of one year notifications and yeah there was post, was post <laughs> snow came up on my post Um, on the weekend so yeah we are getting to that time of the year
1: yeah, we certainly are. But yeah, uh, uh, to me, it's just positive. I mean, at the moment, just to, you, all you want to see is if you ever lose, you just want to look down and make sure that Bristol Rovers and Plymouth lost over the next few weeks just so you know that that gap doesn't get any smaller. Um, and there's now a four-point gap between Bristol Rovers and Scunthorpe, which is quite interesting now. That gap's opening up between the four teams in the relegation zone and the teams above now. So, you know, you only need to win, you know, one every three games just to keep your head above water at the moment, I think, because you can't see any of those teams down the bottom really turning it around significantly. Um, how did Wimbledon do the weekend? I'm look now. They so they only got a point with their new manager in charge, didn't they? So they're not recovering too well. But yeah, it'll be interesting how the, the league develops. Um, you want to just see us get a, a win or two against some of these bigger teams at the top, and that'll sort of set us right for a while, I think. So
0: yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah, interestingly as well, um, looking ahead, um, we've got Peterborough next week. We'll come onto predictions. But then the next weekend after um, is Coventry at home, mm-hmm. so two home games back on the bounce. Um, so lot, and then we off, then we got Boxing Day. So we're that close to Christmas now. But also yeah. it's great that as well that you know they have got the, the the Ricketts has um, two full weeks now to work with the team um, before we do hit the Christmas period. Both at home, so no travelling, so that's a, a bonus for us. Obviously, we've got two um, longer away days um, at Accrington and Sunderland. Um, are you going to both those games?
1: Yeah, I, I hope you will. Yeah. yeah, I'll definitely go to Accrington. And, um, yeah, I'm um, going to Stanley and go Sunderland, to go to Sunderland um, because I've never been there before.
0: Yeah, I'm going to both, so that should be fun. Um, but yeah, interesting to gives the, t- the team a bit to to try. And imagine, uh, Yeah, imagine it would be um, interesting to see what they kind of do work on in the week. And hopefully, you know, they'll work on the defence. Because Peterborough is going to be a tough game. And obviously, Coventry is going to be interesting for the former players.
1: Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, we've got all that to look forward, haven't we? I'd almost forgotten about that. It. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. And we'll, we'll let's talk about this, Peterborough a bit more about the predictions. But yeah. I suppose the only thing we got on Salop News, really, to talk about was... Um, yeah, I don't know social media. I mean, it says Grant at Euston here for us to talk about. But I'd also bring up um, Dean Henderson on Snapchat as well, which is another interesting comment. And oh, I haven't heard the, that one. Yeah, so the, I suppose to start with Grant really for anyone who didn't see it. So for all we know, so, some young lads recorded a video of Anthony Grant grabbing a young lad by the neck and pushing him against a wall. Right? What the context of that? Well, is, pushes him away. I'm not well, sure pushing him away. Wall, yeah, I've done, yeah, yeah, I've sort of seen it today. You know, context of whatever it was. You know, whether there was any other things behind it that would cause someone to to kind of lose control he... a little bit. You know. Yeah, and
0: he and, he, um, and the kid um, posted later on saying, All I was doing is winding him up. Yeah, but um, who and, knows? Yeah, and he's can't. yeah, so that's what happened. And yeah, people were then saying, you know, Should the club do something and all that kind of stuff? It's.
1: Well, we it I, it, it's tricky. We, it we did it a very different and this is why I was going to bring up the Dean Henderson one as well because Dean Henderson recorded like a video of him lying on his bed with like hip hop type music on like licking his lips seductively and it's the sort of thing he presumably meant to send to just one specific person and he apparently sent it to everybody in his WhatsApp, not WhatsApp, sorry. Um I what, what the bloody thing's called? Now, Snapchat. Um Christ, there are too many social media, isn't there? And he apparently sent it to everyone in his group and there was another video of this 14-year-old girl looking at it thinking oh, what the hell is this? this? is a bit weird and creepy. And I think Lee's fans have absolutely poured into him and, and Absolutely smashed him on the internet, and you know he always used to do that soon on top thing. Um, they've they've used that as part of their narrative about what he's all about, which is maybe I'll have a bit. To check that one out. So yeah, funny. so I think it's just an interesting one about how anyone can be perceived on the internet especially when you're a professional footballer and Grant to be fair to him the reason why it looks so bad for us is that he was wearing his shoes return training kit he'd obviously got not bothered to go back on the bus because um, I presume he's from his family from London um, he's travelled down on the train after the game gone gone back to London and an incident has happened at Euston Station now should the club do anything it's hard to tell isn't it if nah, if, 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 there was anything else that happened in there that was evidence of that was, that was bad for Grant or something that's going to get reported by the police then I'm sure they'd have to do something I doubt it'll ever go any further than it did now um no. i suspect all you all the club need to say is as part of their social media training which they must do i uh, assume so is to just be you know just be careful you know at the end of the day it is it's, it's difficult to justify anyone physically touching anyone else for any reason really especially in this in that situation but i suppose it can happen and um it, it just doesn't look good for grant unfortunately does it
0: no, it doesn't look good for Grant. But we live in an era and kind of an age where people are quite quick to insult people and make assumptions about people and be quite yep. vile online. Um, these kids just happen to kind of do do what um, do what um, he um, what he might do online and like kind of take the mick out of him. Um, and he's done it to someone's face, and, and he has reacted. And and in, in, incidentally, the kid then started complaining that he was getting a load of pelters um, he deleted for, his Twitter for this. Account. And then he deletes his Twitter account, and Anthony Grant deleted his Twitter account as well. Yeah, so, interesting. So well, interesting.
1: which is what makes me think. You know, you never know what it's, it's obviously something that you, might, you know to delete your Twitter account. I suppose he probably regrets it ever coming out, and and, and doesn't. You know, there, there's been things that happened in Grant's past. I can't remember now. We talked about it before he signed. I can't remember what it was now, but you know, I'm sure there are all sorts of things that happen in a, in a career that make you combustible. Um, to me, you know, it's not—it's not a good look for any professional footballer to be, you know, putting their hands on a, on a, on a what it looked like to be a young kid. We have no idea of the context of it. I'm sure it'll never happen again, and I don't think the club would need to do anything more than just sort of remind players of their responsibilities when they're in shirt training kit. I think that's as far as you'd ever need to take it, really. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But the but oh. the Dean Henderson one is horrible. <laughs> I don't know what he's playing. He's so unfortunate. He looks like someone was saying to me. He's what you know. It's unfortunate that he sent this this message out to everybody in his what in his Snapchat. I was like, I'd be embarrassed to send that to my wife. To be honest with you, it's really cringy. So you should have a look at it. Well, what
0: did Paul Hurst say? He's surprised he's got a girlfriend.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know who the hell he was supposed to be sending it to, whether it was his girlfriend or not. I'm not sure, not surprised that he hasn't had one if that's the way. But yeah, that's more that's more. Funny, I think. I don't think there's anything un- more untoward with Dean Henderson than that. Um, so yeah, we'll see. So it's been interesting, you know, in terms of we're not just you know we often talk about fans on social media and the role they can play, but I think that players do have to be aware of, of the way that they're presented on social media and, and the way things can be construed. And it's a very difficult and different situation to what players of the 80s and 90s would have gone through. So yeah. you know, you could you could get found having a drink down a crown colon before a match playing for of Town in the in the early 80s, and no one'd give a damn, and no one'd ever mention it, and you'd be one of the lads. Whereas now. You know, you do something a little bit off off the off the beaten track, and suddenly you're, you're pillared for it, and um, and it certainly can it can affect players' confidence in the way they play. So hopefully, Grant's strong-minded enough to not let this bother him. Hopefully,
0: I'm sure he'll be fine. And yep. to, interestingly, he's playing against his old team, so we're going to predictions. So we we're both yes. wrong. I went for a, you went for a win, Glyn, and I went for a draw. I was a bit more conservative. Mm-hmm. Both got it wrong. We lost. Um, so yep. yeah. So, so as you like to keep reminding uh, me that you're ahead, so you can nine for, points.
1: Yeah, nine points ahead, Ollie. Keep remembering that. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, can I go first? Uh, if, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, I'm still going to be quite positive. I think for my prediction this weekend, I think I'm going to go for us to win. I, I think that. We will get that new manager bounce at some point in in a league game. And I think that, you know, one of the things he'll be desperate to do is get his first league win under his belt. Um, Peter Bridges, you say, drew at the weekend. So they are fallible. They are, um, you know, certainly against playing a team like Oxford to draw 2 2 at home is pretty poor. They they messed up against Bradford the week before in the FA Cup. They were 2 0 up and conceded two goals in the last six minutes. So they've drawn 2 2 in the last two weeks at home. So, you know, they're going away now. So potentially this is a good time to play them. So I'm going to go to win. We don't score many goals. So 2 1. Two one. Uh, that's what I was going to go for. I was going for two one as well because I can't see
0: us not conceding, um, but they do definitely concede. So yeah, yeah.
1: Oh. <sighs> it's fine. It's, at least yeah. you can get one right this week, Ollie. <laughs>
0: Glenn, you got you haven't got many right yourself, <laughs> so you can't really. And also, one of the ones you got right was you predicted us to lose. So yeah, um, we're doing yeah, way worse in okay, both... our
1: predictions than we have done in the first two seasons of Salacast. We've been terrible. No, this so year.
0: we're both. And this shows you how hard it is to get them right. So okay, we're both going for two one um, victory. Um, okay, cool. There we go.
1: All right. and, that, and I say, I suppose, really, we've got. A, I say, we've got a very busy period coming up now, Ollie, haven't we? And we need yeah. to figure out. In terms of the Salacast, we need to figure out what our schedule is going to be um, we will yep. only try and record one between christmas and new year um to cover off that first bit of games but easy easy next sunday we'll be here and do a podcast covering yep. uh, the game on saturday um so we will let everybody know via twitter and um via via facebook and, and other means where what we'll be doing over christmas um should just say on Tuesday night I'm recording the Southcast Christmas special, um, which you're not coming to Ollie, unfortunately. But we're doing a, a sort of discussion on the conference season with um, myself, uh, busy, and a Plimmer is going to be there for a little while. Dave Matthias, these are all people have been on the podcast, and Mike Davis. So that should be an interesting listen, Ollie. Um, and uh, yeah, I think we're going to do a little bit extra to, to top and tail that podcast as well, aren't we? Aren't we?
0: Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna. My voice will be included, but yeah, you're gonna do it with the, with the guys in the in the in the pub. And busy's on the podcast. We've been asked about busy a few times, so we can get yeah, busy on.
1: Quite how that goes, we'll see. So everybody asked for him. If it ends up being a disaster, it's your fault. But I'm sure it won't be. I'm sure he'll be uh, erudite and provide us with some very entertaining stories of the conference season because I know he's got a lot. So that should be good. Um, and then the only other thing I was going to mention, really, is you mentioned it before. Um, obviously, you know, I use my blue and amber handle on Twitter, and you use the Salopcast one, and that's kind of how we're getting a bit known in terms of the interactions we have with the podcast but yeah we've kind of relaunched blue and amber um so blue and amber was a website a uh, sort of fan site back in the in the early 90s into the early 2000s um that was run by a, a bunch of fans not me back in the day um and then it developed into the message board which obviously then developed into the fanzine and lots of other things um but it, we 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 sort of me and a few other people have been talking about there being a lack of a space for Written content, and I think we, we do a job in terms of our audio content here for people to listen to things. But i, I still think there is a, a space, Ollie, in in 2018 for well written or funny or interesting articles about our football club. So rather than there being numerous bloggers, we're trying to sort of bring together a group of people um, that have been doing that sort of thing, whether it's been in the fanzine or online, and sort of try and have a, a sort of central home for people to find these for these articles. So that's kind of the plan going forward. Um, so yeah, I, I suppose the best thing to do is is keep an eye on the on the blue and amber fanzine account, um, and and we can. Uh, yeah, there'll be a link on there basically yeah, so okay, so that's it on the on the Blue and Amber thing that's all I wanted to say, I should just say Ollie's uh, jumped off the internet, just as we're finishing recording this podcast, I think his uh, connections died or something, so yeah, we should really just say thanks for listening this week, and uh, yeah we'll be back next Sunday, cheers